Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today and every day and always by <laughs> Mr. Miata himself, Mark Paul Gossler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. See, I changed it this time. I know. I, I, I liked it. I was uh, keeping me on my toes. You like that version? I like any That's version you version? give me. How about that? Oh, thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you. No. Um, we're back for uh, part two of The Wicked Step Brother. We might as well just do a, a quick little summary here, Mark Paul, if that, that works for you. It, it works. Take it away. Oh, my God. Uh, great. Lisa's crash did $600 of damage to Belding's Miata. Lisa invites Eric to the MC Hammer Show with the ticket Zach used to bribe her. Zach and Slater plot to rig a student lottery to raise the money for repairs, which they need to do quickly since Belding came home early. Screech wins the lottery. Eric overhears and tries to blackmail them. Zach tells him how Lisa got those tickets. Eric confronts Lisa, who tearfully reveals the truth, causing them to split. For revenge, Eric has the auto shop class take apart the Miata. Jesse confronts Eric about Lisa's real feelings, then punches him in the face for calling her a chick and not giving their new family a fair shot. Just when the boys are about to be caught by Belding, surprise, Eric put the car back together himself. Eric's moving back to New York, but everybody shows up to convince him to stay. He says he's going to stick around Bayside for a while. The end. And we're in Act 1 of Part 2. And just to set it up real quick, uh, the Wicked Stepbrother is played phenomenally by Joshua Hoffman. Um, yeah. Yeah, I still I, I still can't stand his face. He just <laughs> has a face you want to punch. And thankfully, someone, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but someone in this episode does take a swipe at Eric. A good old punch, yeah. I was, I was asking the question last week, how is no one just wailing on this guy? And uh, Jesse was there to answer it with a, with a right cross. So at the top of this episode, we get a flashback, and uh, yeah. it seems that Zach is still at the crash site while he's voice he's, his <laughs> voice is uh, uh, over this this um, this flashback. We see Kelly uh, in that flashback. <laughs> we yes. were discussing this before we went Just on the as, air. Yeah. yeah. Where is Kelly? That's the in only this time we're going to see Kelly. Yeah, we see her like she, say the oceans on the left, and that's basically it. Yeah, she. it seems like she gets fed up with the gang not giving Eric a chance, and she storms off and then just never storms back. Uh, she disappears. I'm not quite sure. I mean, maybe there was a scheduling reason, or I guess she was just fed up with everyone's antics. No, Didn't seems, want to deal with it. It seems weird. I mean, you, usually when you're signed on as a regular on a 
you know, show, um, you're there at, at the production's disposal. You can't just take off for a week. I'm really interested to find out what happened because these episodes, uh, this, this particular episode was shot in January of 1991, about six months before we did the beach episodes, even though they air, uh, after the beach episodes, um, yeah, hmm. it, it just seems weird because, and also we filmed part one one week and we filmed part two another week. So where would Kelly go or Tiffany go between weeks? It doesn't make any sense, and I'm sure she doesn't remember. So we won't uh, we won't uh, you know go down that uh, rabbit hole. Well, I don't want to spoil too much for you, Mark Paul, but later in series, some key characters are just going to start disappearing and reappearing without any. <laughs> Rhyme or reason. So this is kind of like par for the course. Yeah, I'm aware of that because that's how you yeah. and I actually initially met. Uh, you had wrote a spec script about the Tory yes. uh, days of it all. So yes. I am aware that- Trying at to some unravel point, that mystery. Yeah, at some point uh, it, it starts getting a little wacky, but I look forward to those days <laughs> and hopefully we're at still around. At some point, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you mean us as a podcast or us as human beings or what you mean, but both. I agree. I hope that we're still around. Yeah, both. Um, yeah, it is like, I mean, we talk about rhyme and reason and things get a little wacky. This was filmed half a year before you guys go to the beach and yet airs out of sequence after we were going through the production schedule a little bit. Right. I mean, we, we filmed this, um, right after pretty much breaking up is hard to undo the aftermath, the last dance, uh, and hmm. before fake IDs, um, operation Zach, check your mate pipe dreams. We filmed it before that. Interesting. And, yeah, so um, all over the place, really. Yeah, yeah, really all over the place. I'm, and I, I, I sort of, I remember this title because I've seen lots of uh, memes about it and, and things on, on social, but No Hope With Dope was filmed uh, April of 1991. So a few months after we filmed this. Yeah, it, uh, so I guess Kelly just disappearing down a hallway is just like, we're living in a... Um, an MC Escher painting or something like the stairs go up, down and sideways. It's just kind of, it's all over the place here at Bayside. Get used to it, I guess. Um, and we're in the, uh, the never before seen Bayside auto shop here. Question. Is this the same yeah. night? Cause I'm wearing the same turtleneck. So we, we, we said we'd meet at around uh, 11 or no, be back at 11. The accident uh, happens. So we're going to fix this car in the middle of the night. How do we get into this garage, first of all? <sighs> wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, have not even, I, have not begun, I have not begun to think about any of that. I was just more thinking about Bayside has an auto shop. <laughs> They're taking apart cars at this school. Um, I guess they are. Yeah, I, I guess they did break into school to fix a car. That is two crimes. They Or three, I guess. They stole a car. Now they're breaking in. I get, they're probably stealing the parts to fix it. No, well, they're not yeah, stealing know. the parts to fix it because I don't know. It seems really low. They they come up with this number. They 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 um, you know, they assess the damage, and it comes yeah. out to six hundred plus dollars for all that damage. Um, and there's an oil line leak. It just I don't know. It just seems odd that a crash into a brick wall. Where's this brick wall, by the way? Because Screech was right. in front of her, and it seemed like that was a bush. Um, hmm. if you try to, if you try to piece it together, it won't make sense. So 
We won't. Okay. And we're going to we won't. Okay, on. I was trying to. I was, yeah, don't I was getting do a headache. Okay, thank don't God. Don't do it. Um, but there's okay. a lot of things that are just funny to me in the scene in the garage. Uh, you know, the $600 for all that damage. I mean, that's a lot of damage and $600 seems pretty low. Nothing. Nothing. You cannot did you, you scratch a door, you're going to do $600 of damage on a car. Yeah, and it's like we always come up with this number and it's a huge number for these kids, but these are kids that have pretty you know, they're well, they're not wealthy, but they're, they, they have, they come from money. They do. And also one of them in particular has a, a treasure trove of electronics at home, including a cell phone and personal computer. If you really were in a pinch, you could ditch some of those items and, you know, scrounge up some cash. One yeah. could, I mean. So, you know, Zach, uh, of course, comes up with a big idea uh, to solve uh, this problem. And um, Screech says, well, listen, last time I was naked in a jar full of jelly beans. Uh, yeah. How does that happen? How do you, how do you, I mean, how does someone fit in a jar full of jelly beans? Like th this is, this is, I think the writers, I mean, you're a writer. So again, yes. Writers sitting sure. in a room going, probably eating jelly beans at the time. <laughs> yes. Mm, yeah. We're always eating. Yeah. Do, mm. Doing putting my fingers together like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And uh, God, wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if Screech was in a jar? Full of jelly beans. And there you go. Boom. Is that Boom. how it works in the room? Sometimes. Or sometimes we'll start with a... Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes. It, you know, it can, it can... Maybe someone beat a joke. Maybe someone... Maybe it was initially a less funny thing. And then it, it grew into jar of jelly beans. One could only hope. So, could have been just, you know, Screech in a jar and then somebody tops up by going, he's yeah. naked. Um, I'm trying to figure out what yeah. like the funniest component of that joke really is. It's, Screech I mean, uh, we can, we can go to comedy school on it if you want, but I, I think the funniest part is just like, this is not the first time Screech has talked about the last time you had a great idea. I think the last time he was like naked on a bus. So it seems like they, <laughs> they reference the, I, I, if I'm, if memory serves listeners, someone please correct me on Twitter tomorrow. But I think it's like, you know, these like radio gags of things you'll never see, but just like saying out into the ether of, oh, this time. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess the nudity. Yeah, that would be the funniest part. I don't know. Maybe the jelly beans. I don't know what the funniest part is to me. You're right. How did he get in a jar? It's all good. See, Mark, it was a good joke, Mark Paul. <laughs> There's so many layers to it. <laughs> Much like a box of jelly beans. There's so many flavors in that joke. Hard to isolate just one. We're in the max um, where Lisa and Eric's romance will continue. Um... I'm always just fascinated by the things people say in the show that wouldn't make sense now. A sentence like "take a cab" for their next plans. Yeah. No one talks about that. No one. No one takes cabs. No one says we need a cab. We need a taxi. That is just slowly but surely leaving the English language. Yeah, that bumped me though. Um, while I was watching it too, I have it in my notes. Uh, Lisa says to um, Eric. Uh, you know, the next time we go somewhere, because she's going to take him to the MC Hammer concert. So we should set this up mm -hmm. for the audience. Um, oh, yeah, sure. In case Lisa actually is starting to really like Eric and uh, he comes <clears throat> into the max um, and she invites him to um, the concert. And yeah. uh, she says, but next time, let's take a cab. And I thought that was interesting because growing up in Los Angeles, uh, that's not really a thing I remember doing a lot of taking a cab, right? I mean, that's more of, that's more of a New York thing. I, I was yeah. driving at a very young age, so I didn't have the need to be escorted by, you know, a cab or uh, someone with a car. What did you used to take when you had to go somewhere? 
Because I know the thing to take Great now is like my kids might take my kids take Uber, they take Lyft um, yeah. to go to the mall. Uh, but what what did what did you do? You remember? I was I tried. I mean, you know, getting a ride from parents would be a relatively common way to get around. But I like tried to be very independent as a kid and was like very into taking the bus places, especially living in the valley. Um, the bus runs right along Ventura Boulevard. I take it right down to Universal Studios uh, to go see a movie or, or uh, you know, I now go to work on Say by the Bell, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was like, or ride a bike. Those were the main modes. There was an app in the early days of iPhones that emerged that changed my life for a minute called Taxi Magic. It was a precursor to Uber and, uh, and Lyft. And it was essentially that. It was like, because getting a cab in LA was such a freaking headache. You would like, call a number and someone would show up like an hour later. It was, it was a true pain in the ass. Um, and there was an app that showed up uh, that, that slightly made it a little less of a pain for a brief yeah. time in LA. But for anyone who's not familiar with the geography of Los Angeles, and let's say these kids are in the Palisades, which uh, well, they were, let's not say. They're in right. the Palisades. They Palisades are, yeah. to the form is not a <sighs> drive you want to take a cap. Oh, <laughs> no. And that's also, that, that's going to be like $150 or something. Oh, it's yeah. going to be some astronomical amount. He will only accept cash. You're, you're in a nightmare scenario <laughs> taking a, taking a so taxi you, from Malibu to Inglewood. Wouldn't you, wouldn't, I mean, her parents are doctors. So wouldn't you have- Take your, a limo. You would take a car. You would take, take a, a sedan. Limo. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, or a limo. Yeah. I mean, I remember riding in a limo at, at, at this time. It was a really big thing. But yeah, if you're going on a date and you're going to the form and, uh, you know, I think she could splurge and go for the limo. Also, why doesn't Zach just ask Lisa for the money? Uh, and then he will somehow pay her back later. Like they just need the cash. Like mm. what can we do to get cash now? Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, peel, look, you I'm could go further down the. I know. You go further down the road and be like, let's 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 traffic one of our friends. Let's get let's sell Ollie to someone. <laughs> let's like let's like let's get rid of these people. Hey, I have an even better idea. Why doesn't why don't I sell Lisa uh, to give out kisses? To ah ah yes. Oh wait, wait. Never mind. We already did that. We, we already did that. For, that was already a quick. We already dabbled in human trafficking. Yeah, that's right. So instead, uh, I come up with a lottery um, to pay for the damages. I need six hundred dollars, yeah. and this is a get rich yeah. quick scheme by Zach Morris. Anytime somebody says that, you should run. Right. It's always you're. They're going to be the ones getting rich quick, not you. Um, this was, so I, I mentioned last week, this was like my first Zach Morris's trash, uh, dip in the pool. And, um, I think the fun of that series that I was having was when it, when the stories would hit these kind of inflection points where it's like, this is insane. <laughs> Zach is waving around dollar bills in the hallway, rigging a lot. And it happens on a dime. It's just like the moves are so lightning fast. I think it's absurd in a really fun way. But it's interesting. I don't know if you noticed the way that the boys look at cash and hold the cash. Mm -hmm. It's like things that they've, they, they can't believe yeah. that they, they're holding a $10 <laughs> bill. And again, it goes against the fact that this is an affluent neighborhood and yeah. which we've sort of hit in the uh, reboot of the show, the reimagining, is that th these kids were privileged, but yet they hold yeah. cash as if it's like, well, you know, king, but it, it, it it's, it, it really, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but help me understand this lottery. So please, he, I'd love to help you understand. That. Help me because we're, we're going to get into it in the classroom. Um, but so they're buying tickets 
it's already been rigged that Screech is going to win. So all the cash is obviously going to go to Screech. But what is Mr. Sachs, the uh, algebra teacher, what is what is his component in this in this whole thing? He's there to, I think it's, I mean, this is a, ma- Zach's pulling a magic trick on his fellow students. Mr. Sachs is there to have the appearance of keeping things honest because he just pulls a question at random and there's no way we could know what the answer would be. Um, even though it is a little confusing that the answer must be on one of these tickets. I mean, that part makes no sense. But yeah, then Screech does a little switcheroo with the box. So all presumably all the questions are the same in the box after that point. Um, but it is a little odd that like the answer to one of his random questions must be on these tickets. That the, doesn't make sense. And the question is a math problem. Yeah, it's we're like supposed to live teacher, in a world. But it's it's a math problem. So whatever yeah. the math problem, the answer the the answer to the equation, a, a, you know yes. these the set of numbers is basically yes. your ticket. And so whoever has that answer. <sighs> That, that is that what this whole thing? Yeah, am I getting that? Am is right? what they're the, like yeah. the last digits of your ticket? Yes, in a world where every ticket has a lengthy number, but it is a little confusing. Like, how would they know that the answer must be one? I mean, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's not a. I think we watch it and it's like, oh, this is what a smooth plan, but it's wildly intricate. Even just the concept of rigging a lottery—that's like advanced. That is. You have to be deep in the criminal underworld to understand like there's money to be made in convincing people this is fair, but really I hold all the keys. Mm-hmm. Well, well, before we move into the classroom, I, two things I did point right. out was uh, Curly Conan. I thought that that was cute. Yes, that uh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse on the tapes, um, mm-hmm. and the whole reason we're doing this is because uh, we're being blackmailed by Eric. Jesse's wicked stepbrother and he has tapes one of me being at the Dodger game uh when I should have been at school and the other of uh Slater um we assume I guess we petting heavy petting heavy petting that's what I'm gonna go with yeah okay um with Jesse morning with Jesse uh and there's a lot of things that could embarrass him and her mostly her so um but the other thing I wanted to point out is that I do a lot of hand acting, and I'll point those out. I, I, at the end of this scene, I'm so frustrated, I put my hand to my head. And it's just such an awkward thing to do. I'll do it a few more times. It's so awkward. <laughs> and I'll point them out. Please do. But I hate when um, I do that. I hate when I hand act. And I do a lot of it. My, I, I didn't know what to I, do with my hand. I know, one, I know one you do at the end that I was like, I got I to gotta grill him on this one. You do oh, yeah. you do one very specific motion at the end where I was like that oh, that I'm stood sure, out if it I'm stood sure out to me with, it stood out to you with Lisa is that the one yeah yeah I I, I, I don't know what it's I, like I, I was like that is like such a peculiar <sighs> see now I'm now I'm now I'm into the the B sides <laughs> I'm into the deep cuts like now I'm looking at what you're looking at yeah. um, before we uh, before we get out of this truly deranged hallway lottery scheme um, where by the way we talked about this doesn't make sense. The, the amount of students that rush over to buy tickets is like 10 kids. I, they would each have to buy like $50 of tickets for them to suddenly be near their quote. Like that doesn't make sense either. Um, but I just want to give a shout out to Ollie, who really shines in this episode. He is so funny with his little lines and his raspy voice. Um, just great. Great, great little scene stealer here. We also have Bo Jackson mention uh, 
for the listeners. Bo Jackson is the only professional athlete in history to be named an all-star in both baseball and football. Uh, he also sings the blues in The World is Saved by the Bell. Also, uh, give Ollie some love. Let's give a shout-out to uh, our friend Herbert. Or is it Hubert? I have Herbert in my notes. I thought it was Hubert. H-U-B-E-R-T. But I think it is Hubert. I think I just made a little typo or all these nerd names look the same to me. Um, but uh, I, I thought of him for the Screech Beret scene because he kind of rushes over with the crowd. He's like trying to buy his ticket and he gets in there. But it, he, he seems like he's the first to show up on the scene and the last to leave in these People Swarm Zach scenes. Just a little consistency in his uh, character acting. Oh, also here, Mark Paul. Farfanugan. I didn't know the origin of that. I didn't mm. know it was from a Volkswagen campaign. Yeah, it was before your time. I remember it. Before my time, yeah. Uh, 1990 ad campaign for Volkswagen uh, means driving enjoyment. I like. I knew that word. I, I thought it was a real German word. I didn't know until I Googled it. Didn't know that was just made up by VW to sell cars. Hmm. Uh, well, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't know it was made up either. I, I guess I never Googled it, but I didn't know that those words are... A made-up phrase? It's like a compound. It's it's a two words together. It means uh, driving enjoyment. And now you know. Little little, little VW history. Uh, and uh, that takes us... By the way, I did... I loved you and Slater. That was really funny. Um, you sang words together at the same time. It's like you're inventing them. Really, really good stuff. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, and that brings us back to for an episode like I feel like this two part of the structure it am I alone in this where it felt we, the act the acts felt odd in this to me do you know what I'm talking about or was that just my own invention uh no I mean I, I, I don't write my notes like you do I know that you know when act breaks are and stuff like that I just kind of see it all as one you just wing it my just, I, I just see it as one big thing, I, I guess. Um, one jazz. Big, yeah. <laughs> um, but why does it feel odd to you? Does it feel the acts are not equal? Pacing, or I think. Pacing? Or, well, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pacing and rhythm thing. It's like some scenes are too... You know what it is? I know it now that I said it. Some scenes are too short. Some scenes are too long. Lisa's scene in the max, very short. Zach Slater and Screech holding court in the hallway, very long. It's like a... Mm-hmm. It's a pacing thing. That's mm-hmm. what it is. I figured it out, listener and Mark Paul. Um, and uh, yeah, we're in the math class. Uh, again, this, yeah, like we touched on it. This this scheme is is very complex and it seems to have united the school. <laughs> Everyone here wants to win $600. We've united the entire them? school, all 40 students. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're all there. They love gambling. Every Every last one of them can't get enough. But it's That's so great. weird. Um, no Jesse, no Lisa, no. no Kelly. Yeah, well, I mean, Kelly is, you know, in mourning that her friends have turned evil. Uh, but yeah, I guess oh, no, that is Lisa. a little confusing, Sorry. huh? My bad. Oh, no, she's, yeah, she's there. She's there. Hiding behind Hubert. 
It's interesting though, right? That Lisa's in this scene because wouldn't she, I mean, she's acting like she's in on the scheme. Wait a minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. No, she would know about, she would know, this is, inf- she has all the information. How? Right? No. Why did we tell what her? What information doesn't she, why, oh, like, why, wait, so she bought a ticket for her own repairs? That's, maybe she's just typing people up. Maybe she's like, like a good snake oil salesman needs someone in the crowd to be like, well, he sounds pretty smart. Mm, I don't know, because, you know, Eric's in this scene as well, and he's going kind of like, <laughs> wait what a the minute. fuck? What's, what's going on wait here? Wait a minute. I didn't see Eric. That makes no sense. He's he just knows something's fishy. Yes, he knows something's fishy, but he knows he, something's fishy. The the frame that I froze here that we're wait looking at right now, Eric yeah. has that look on his face like, "Wait, what's going on here?" And Lisa is with the rest of the class, you know, hyping it up. She's 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 enjoying what's going on here, so she must understand either what we're doing or bought a ticket. I would have to imagine she's she knows <laughs> she was there when the car crashed. So I would have to right. imagine she understands what's going on to an extent. Yeah. I don't think she's there because she bought a ticket. I don't think she's that. Lisa's shown herself to be hip to Zach's schemes. Like she knows mm-hmm. he's shady. So yeah. I don't think she's entering any Zach Morris lottery <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, Mr. Sachs is back. Um he is prideful, like every Bayside teacher and adult uh, will meet on this show, and he b- truly believes everyone is there because they love his math so much. As soon as that alarm went off, Mark Paul, I have in my notes, everyone should have known this is a scam. That should have been truly the, the red flag, the alarm, if you will. But no, they're blinded by $600. And we get the little sequence of, you know, everyone hanging on his every number. And this will this will prove your point. This this scheme does not make sense. Like, how could they? How different could the numbers be on these tickets? Aren't they sequential? Isn't that how tickets work? Like, <laughs> each one is off by one digit, right? The numbers aren't random on the tickets. That's I'm pretty sure that's how tickets work. Like, each one goes up a number. No, I think we work backwards, right? You have a number on a ticket, which is Screech's yeah. ticket. So, oh no, I know how I know how you'd rig it. I just mean like, if I'm buying a ticket to this right. lottery, like, how am I supposed to believe like? Wait a minute. You're telling me that of all the questions in that box, every single one of them ends in some combination of these numbers, give or take one digit. Hmm. Or give or take, I guess, what, 600 digits. I don't know. You've Jesus lost Christ. Me. Yeah, this is, a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a tricky one. <laughs> this is a tricky one. <laughs> but, you know, let's give him a pass. Let's not think about it too much, like Kelly walking down the halls. And uh, we're in the Bayside locker room here now that Screech has won, and you you feel bad for him because he's never won anything, and he just wants this to be his one victory in life. I mean, you just want to smack him is what you want to do, and, and Slater is pretty close <laughs> to smacking him. Uh, it, it basically stands up, says, give me the money or I'm going to flush you home. Uh, does mm. not get the response from the audience you would expect. They did not seemed to like that and it it was a negative reaction yeah it's negative because screech because you just found out the saddest thing in the world that he is like he was there for every stage of planning this this sham lottery and he just wants to feel like a winner for one brief moment in time and slater's ready to put him in a toilet um note note to anyone who uh is is 
you know, just scammed a, a fake lottery, check the stalls in, in yeah. a bathroom before you, oh my you, God, yeah. you have this conversation. Uh, because surprise, Eric has been in the shitter the entire time. Um, I have in my notes, I never heard it flush. Uh, hmm. never heard anything back there. We, I'm, I assume we were sitting there for a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm from New York over here. We don't flush. How's <laughs> my accent? I haven't worked on it at all. <laughs> also, I, I'm sure that if someone was doing a number two in these stalls, uh, we probably would have heard something, smelled something. Um, something. 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 But something. No. Nope. He comes maybe, out. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 talk about that for a second. Maybe Eric is so good at blackmail, he heard the footsteps approaching the bathroom door, pinched quickly off, quickly flushed and lifted his legs. Yeah, he was just like I. He's like I need to be ready at all times. Being in a bath, he probably lives in bathroom stalls because that's a great place to get blackmail information. He's just, he's such a veteran blackmailer. That's probably what happened. Sure, it's best I got. I'll buy it. <laughs> it's the best best Why I not? can do. Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, part two of this episode. Why not? Um, yeah, no one ever checks the stalls. It'd be like at this school, we, you guys have been burned so many times. I think in Aloha Slater, it was Mario on a stall. Um, if memory serves, all these episodes are blending together in my tiny brain. Um, I, I would think that would be protocol now at Bayside. Like, guys, we gotta come on. We're doing too many schemes and scams. And uh, yeah, they let they let the news slip. Uh, Zach does, and Slater corroborates. That yeah, Lisa got bribed into the date. Even though she did have a good time, you know, she wasn't there for the right reasons. It's a right. uh it's a 10 things I hate about you, you know. Sure they fell in love, but it started under a faulty premise. Which brings us to the max and then we enter the typical TV trope. Uh he comes in, asks questions, and if Lisa had just said, and you do this very quickly, you tell mm-hmm. the truth, but quickly. She he goes, did Zach give you the tickets to take me out? Yes, yeah. she says. But dot dot dot. You don't understand. Yeah, that's why he's asking mm-hmm. these questions. So quickly say yes. But I really but. enjoyed my time with you, and I didn't think I would, but now I do, and I really like you. I'm sorry. He he would accept that answer, most likely, and uh, we wouldn't have this moment where she goes yes, but you don't understand. He's like, you're right. And he walks off. And now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's, TV is mostly, we talked about this, listener. TV is mostly just characters withholding information from each other until a later point in time. Secrets out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, Spoiler folks. for yeah, sorry. everyone, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's also, there's only really five movies. Every movie you, you like is like, it's like Taco Bell. There's only five things on the menu. It's just all mixing together in different ways. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I have here my notes like, yeah, at least there's a difference between the truth and the whole truth. Like when you're in court, they're like, do you swear to tell the whole truth? And like Lisa is not divulging the whole truth here, even when he's confronting her. It's frustrating. She also should have said, yes, I was bribed to go on a date, but I had nothing to do with setting you up to crash a car. Like, like that's what she should have. I, you know, that's the whole truth is like she didn't know that there was a blackmail scheme involved or a reverse blackmail, excuse me. Counter blackmail. But uh, we get this emotional moment from Lark here, and it's sad. It, I, it, this episode has a few like kind of emotional moments, but I, I really feel for Lisa. It's like she cannot. We talk, We had Amy Joe on one of the early podcast episodes for the Lisa card, one of the writers on the reimagining, um, and she's really an, a Lisa Turtle advocate. 
And, uh, you know, it's like her, her romance life at Bayside sucks. And this is, this chapter is no exception. Yeah. She does some heavy lifting in the scene and does a really good job. That's not an easy thing to do where, you know, she had a moment. I don't know if you notice this, but Eric walks out, her back is turned to the camera. And within that moment, she has to turn around with a lot of emotion, sit down, which is not easy and sit in that very confined space and, 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 you know, show this on screen. Uh, it's always difficult for an actor. Uh, she does an amazing job though. And, uh, I'm not wearing a hat this, this, uh, episode, but mm. if I was wearing a hat, I would take it off. Not really, but my hat not really, goes no. off to, uh, <laughs> to <work. laughs> mess up the headphones. <laughs> And we are in the auto shop for uh, Eric's Revenge, which he's a real dick. If you go back, he's and, a dick. He's a this. he's a real he's a real piece real of dickhead. shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, but, he he's just like swinging low, man. I mean, he just yeah. uh, he doesn't give a he, zero. You know what? I'm trying to limit the uh, the amount of swear words we use on our mm. podcast in case children are listening because. You know, Saved yeah. by the Bell was made for... Ch- nope, it wasn't made for children. Don't want to say that. Nope. Young adults. No, you can't say no. young adults. It was made for everyone, Dashiell. Everyone okay. was... Didn't you get called out on this on Twitter one time? I did. People... Look, people are... I appreciate any list. Anyone who wants to listen to this thing, thank you. And uh, yeah, some people have notes. <laughs> so one of the notes was... <laughs> no. No, people have yeah, no some people opinions. do have notes. No one has an opinion in this No, people have people have notes these days. Someone, uh, another, yeah, I mean, you know, look, we're all doing our best. And if you, if you write in with notes, I will do my best to take them into consideration. Mixed results. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, for a writer, I only have so many words. So I'm sorry if some of them are curse words. Um, I, if you, if you, uh, if you do watch that original Zach Morris's trash episode, the, the thing I pointed out there that sticks with me here too, is like they left the car in the only place where it was in danger of being like dismantled. Like they left it in a room where people take apart cars. That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. That is a sticky one. Like you could have hit it anywhere else besides a room filled with tools to, to, I mean, I guess to fix it is the idea, but like, it seems like there's an active class there (laughs) that we never see again, of course. Only time. Yeah. And you would think that, Slater has some of those tools in his own garage. Oh, yeah, he fixed a car himself. He right. fixed his own car. Right. It so took him like 10 minutes. Do that. Why didn't we just bring it to Slater's? Uh, his dad wouldn't mind. His dad's off, you know, uh, being an army guy on an army base. He's yeah. never home. He's doing like special ops somewhere around the world, overthrowing a dictator, sure. installing a new one. Sounds, yeah. sounds amazing. Um, but no, we leave it in the, the, uh, the, the school garage. And uh, the uh, the Mr. Sonsky, uh, yeah, got a I have him here. Rodney Dangerfield thing going on, which I always love. Uh, Wait a minute, Monty. Ho- that's why. That's what the Hoffman confusion was earlier. Right. Monty right. Hoffman, n- no relation to that. That Joshua that is Hoffman, odd. who plays Eric. Yeah, correct. Oh my God, the the simulation is folding in on itself. Um, Mr. Sonsky, who will later be Coach Sonsky. Um, played by Monty Hoffman. He also appeared on California Dreams, so a little Peter Engelverse connection, uh, as well as Fresh Prince, and he played Santa in an episode of Married with Children, I would imagine took place during Christmas. 
Uh, his first role was a bouncer in Howard the Duck, and he'll be back for one more episode as a coach. And I don't know the conditions of his death, but he sadly passed away in 2013 at the age of 60. Yes. Yes, he did. And a uh, little who's on first, by the way. The classic Screech and Sansky. Dustin did so good at these, like, it's almost like vaudevillian kind of back and forth uh, moments. He does them with Belding, too. They're really great. Classic, classic comedy. What, Mark Paul, what room are they in? Like, I know that that's, did, like, they have to build the auto shop, you think? Because it's not uh, your usual classroom. The classroom remained a classroom uh, at all times. We just switched around certain things within the room. Uh, if we had to build a set like this, it would just be to the stage right of the classroom. Uh, so that that's what this probably is. Instead of taking the back wall, which has the garage opening, and changing that out, I think they just built a whole other set to the right. Right, because the only the, the, there is a blackboard on the um, on on one of the walls. I can't tell what's on the other wall, uh, but it's just the the back wall is a little bit different with this door opening here. So I don't know. No, they, no, of course not, because we we see Mr. Sachs' classroom that remains the same. Yeah. This had to be a swing set. Yeah. So we built this off yeah. to the right. There's there's your answer. Went the long way around. It, there you go. There we go. No, it's good to look. We're solving we're solving cases every day here mm-hmm. on Zach to the Future. And then later on in the scene, Zach and Slater walk into a completely dismantled Miata. Uh, it is. It looks like a hur- it looks like a hurricane did go through it. It's like so the steering wheel is on the ceiling. <laughs> I think that's so fun, listener. There's that word. Uh, it's like what is what's going on in auto shop class? How do they even learn anything? It's just like let's just rip this freaking car apart. They did it pretty quickly too. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they. It looks like a. I mean, it literally looks like a bunch of like animals ripped that thing apart. It's really. I don't think anyone's learning anything in that class. Also, Dustin, Mark Paul, you you're an actor. Did they really put him in all those tires? I I was looking at that shot. It's like, it looks like that's the only way to shoot to shoot that. Yeah. Is have Dustin stand there and you top him up to the head with tires. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Why? Yeah, but why not? Because it's super uncomfortable. I mean, it looks it yeah. like that. Feel, that feels like it would be a hard thing, especially if you're there for multiple takes and setups. Uh, yeah. Good. Was, I mean, Dustin would always do the physical stuff, but like yeah. this, this one stood out to me as being like a form of torture, almost. Like if you put me in tires for an hour, I would tell you anything you wanted to know. One thing I do remember about Dustin is that he was very slender and very slim. Um, so his shoulders would have easily fit in the tires here. Uh, you gotta understand he's also 14. He's, he's not thinking like you and I, which would be like, Oh, that's going to be uncomfortable. He's just like, Oh, this is going to be, it looks fun. It's for a gag. Okay. I'm going to get a laugh. Yeah. It's all about the laughs. So true. true. Not Uh, anymore, folks. Now it's all about the comfort. (laughs) No, now it's, yeah, it's all about the comfort. But, uh, this is where I was talking about the, uh, the hand acting as well. Uh, times two, I put my, my hand to my forehead to, uh, to really drive a point, uh, drive the point across that I'm frustrated and I don't know what to do. But lazy that screech in my had a hand. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That you you were frustrated that that your own friend helped take apart the Miata. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, hey, you're doing your best. You had you had a lot to you had a lot to process these weeks. I mean, 
the love of your life walked down a hallway and disappeared forever. That that can that's enough to make a man's hands crazy. Um, we're in Act Three for uh, Jesse and Eric's room. I guess it's Eric's room now. I mean, he really made himself at home quickly. <laughs> Didn't take him long. He installed many things with like drills and nails. Like the he has a collection of baseball bats, and his what do you call that thing? The the boxing bag, the speed bag. Is there a name for it? Yeah, yeah. He it's hanging from the seal. Like he had to install. Like he must have had maybe a contractor show up and like do all this. Did he go to the poster store at the promenade? Like, well, what did he do? How many baseball gloves does he have? How many sports equipment <laughs> items does he have? We really need to drive across the point that he's into sports. So there's hockey sticks and boxing gloves and basketballs and. I mean, he, he's in this scene. I I saw three baseball gloves that he he plays with. Two of them um, really bothered me that he's wearing gloves to do a speed bag. You don't th- those gloves are for a heavy bag. You, you use that just to protect mm. your knuckles so you don't scrape them or whatever. There's no padding in them, but you know sometimes with heavy bag work, you're just working on technique and speed and stuff like that. But the speed bag generally, I mean, if your hands are wrapped, I guess, but it just looks weird wearing those gloves to do the speed bag. Um, I don't know. It's, little things like that bum me out. Well, I hope you're, you know, hope you'll rebound from that. To use a sports <laughs> term, something Eric would have loved. Uh, he also loves Rocky four. So much. like, I was just like this, the, the collection of set decoration to be like, he moved in and made himself at home is so Eric seems like a, a real, a real mix here. Yeah. And he's got like a Motley crew poster. Is that a motorhead? poster on the, on yeah, the wall? I, I, I think it is, but there's also a poster, if I have it right, against nuclear testing. Like, there's like a thing about like, it's like an anti-nuke message. But that's... So that maybe might, him and... But that might be... That might be Jesse's... Jesse's still? Yeah, that he that he hasn't taken down is yet. Is it? Oh, okay. Maybe he's like, he left some things up. But he, he really, everything else... I was like wondering if maybe they have like some things in common. Because <laughs> I don't remember that from Jesse's room, but maybe it's... Her framed denim on the door took all my focus. And then uh, Jesse uh, decides to um, take a swipe at her brother here. Did it? Did anything stand out to you about that? Yeah, tell me. I, I can. I mean, I don't know if you're telling talking about the my notes, but what I have in my notes is after he says just a chick and she clocks him, you can hear Elizabeth yell, "Come on, you'll want more." That stood out to me. That's terrifying. <laughs> if I just got hit in that face and someone is yelling, asking if I that that must have been, I I I would love to know if that was in the script because that feels just like a thing you yell in the moment. It what stood out to you? It it might have been in the moment because the actually the the camera wasn't actually on her. Um, right. For I, that I, yeah, I had that too. Yeah, it's like it it yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, there would have been coverage of the line if it was supposed to be covered. So nowadays, doing a punch like this, we would have a stunt coordinator on the set. There would be a big discussion about how we're going to do this and whether or not uh, mm-hmm. you know the actor Joshua, who plays Eric, can take it. And we have to train Elizabeth how to throw this punch. I'm not so sure that we had any of that. It might have just been you know <laughs> Mario showing Elizabeth how to throw a punch and you know her going for it. Uh, but what stood out to me was uh, Elizabeth throws a punch. And uh, what hand is that? Her right. And so it would yes. be a right cross to mm-hmm. Eric. 
Now, from this angle that I freezed it on, where would that right cross connect? Wait a minute. Ow. I feel like for all I'm the MCS you you're talking now, my no, brain's I'm, getting twisted. It, I'm setting you up. It, wait a minute. It looks right to me. Am I, am I just you're, unfamiliar? No, like it should have right gone right on the cheek. Yes, it yeah. should have gone on the cheek, but which cheek? Oh. Which one? Oh, Tell me. shit. Looking at this freeze frame the, angle. It, it would be one? his left cheek. Correct. It would be his left. Now I'm going to play it. But in all the shots after, okay, he holds his right side. He holds side. his right side. And then, and look, he's still holding his right side. He got hit in the left cheek. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, God, listener. And then it's <laughs> it's the makeups on that side yes. every shot after. Yes. How the hell did you see that, Mark Paul? What's what going mean? on? What You don't need to see it to understand. I, like, have you ever I, thrown a punch I, before? I, I mean, if I throw- It's violence. Right it happened so fast. No, I, look, I, I'm just saying it like it- the chaos of it happens so quickly. Right. My eye, it's like, again, it's magic tricks. These are just illusions. So it all like, I know she didn't really punch the guy in the face, but I, it moved so fast. I didn't have time to think about it, but that's. Listen. You know, someone else pointed out a pretty, a pretty major blunder last week, which was the, the announcer at the Dodgers game says Daryl Strawberry, like they, they fudged the order where it was like, because the Dodgers are at home, Daryl Strawberry wouldn't be batting at the be, at the bottom of the inning. That's what like like they should have realized that because it was a Dodgers home game, the Dodgers would be in the bottom of the inning, right? Not Daryl Strawberry, team. correct? Yeah, but they they messed that up last week. It was like a know. tiny announcer thing. The announcers like Daryl Strawberry in the bottom wouldn't happen. Oh, maybe the bottom of the order. This one's the bottom of the order. Oh, maybe yeah. Oh shit! I listener. mean that that could have been you, a. That could have been an yeah. argument that I would have made. Is maybe Daryl Strawberry batting on batting on the bottom of the order? I don't. I, who, I don't yeah. know. I didn't listen. I think to the they mentioned the inning, but it's look. It's fine. This feels way more aggressively a whoopsie daisy, kind yes. of on everyone. Like that doesn't everyone. make any sense because yeah. there's over 200 yeah, people on, on everyone, a production, yeah. and you know we had time to rehearse this. This is a big thing. This is a big rehearsal. Yeah, and you, he grabs his right cheek after she hits him from the left. I mean, she hit his left cheek. He should be grabbing his left cheek. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, it's, it, the amount of attention to detail in production blows my mind when I'm, I'm lucky enough to be around it. And, and people talk about every, literally the angles, what are we seeing? What is, is, you know, the, yeah, like that is really funny that it is just wrong, <laughs> categorically wrong. Welcome to Saved Whoops. by the Bell. I'm your co-host, Whoopsie. Mark Paul Gosler, joined by yeah. none other than Dashiell Driscoll. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that is just nutso to me. Uh, but hey, look, everybody makes mistakes, folks. That's what life's all about, uh, I guess. Um, and Jesse's, Jesse's little emotional moment is, is not, I mean, it's in the same conversation as Lark's. Like, they both have these, like, kind of cathartic, emotion-heavy moments. Like, Jesse's right. Like, you should have given this family a chance. You're, you've, ever since you've gotten here, you blackmailed everyone. I'm living in the backyard. And... You know, she was right to punch him. He is being a, a total dickhead. To use a word you couldn't say on Saturday morning TV. And we're in the max. Uh, the boys got just a smidge of oil on their faces yeah. here trying to fix the car. Nothing, just a, nothing just a says dab. working on a car like oil on the face. We're if not I'm the a, first production I'm, to do that, by the way. That That is just a, oh, no, an, oh another TV trope. No. 
Um, no, that's yeah, but you know what else is like, you know what those jumpsuits? You could just not. You don't need to wear those to the max. No, you don't <laughs> need to wear those to the max. And you know what else you you might want to do just to uh, drive home the fact that we've been working with car parts is dirty up all of the boys' hands, not just mine. My hands are dirty, but I don't see Screech's hands dirty, and I don't see Mario's hands dirty. I'm shaking but my our head. Faces, but how our, do you see that? But our face is dirty. How do you see that? Do you think? Do you think you dove it? You were like, hands would be dirty. I know that. I'm going to dirty my hands. <laughs> I don't know. And then Mario was like, sure, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you, think, there, you think that's how it went down? <laughs> I think I think it's also one of those things like, Ugh, I'm, I, 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 I think they did it to me first. And then I'm like, well, how am I going to get this off? They're like, well, you got to wash your hands like a hundred times. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then Mario's like, well, before you do that, could I get away with just washing my hands 50 times? No. All right. You know what? I don't want to do it. And then yeah. Dustin was standing behind him and said, yeah, I don't want to do it either. So then yeah. I just walk out there with dirty hands. I mean, it comes <laughs> honestly, it, it, it could have come down to that. Like, you know, that, that that's the that's the makeup or wardrobe department's job to sort of deal with the continuity of it all. Um, so it must have been something that Mario and Dustin decided against. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want. I don't want to dirty up my hands and take the time to take it all off at the end because mine are substantially dirty. Mine are, mine are, mine look they like are, I've been working on a car. It, yeah. Yeah. And later on in the scene, I'm holding a menu or, or something and you'll see it as well. If I'm Max, I got to start making some rules about dress code here. Like you guys cannot bring in your oil soaked rags of clothing to my place of business. Yeah. Touching all my menus. And usually when you wear these kind of coveralls, uh, it's to protect your clothes underneath from getting, uh, you know, anything on them, but they're also meant to, so you don't, I mean, I, you, you have it on the outside. I, I assume that's wet. Mario's sitting in that chair. That chair is going to get messed up from his, uh, from his, well, uh, why are we doing this dash? Well, we're just picking the show apart. Let's just roll oh, with I it. I don't know. Let's just we look, let's at, look, let's we just... look amazing in those things. And, and we need to tell the audience that we've been working on a car and this is the best way to do it. So there. This is how you do it, okay? It's, you got to make the TV show. You got to hold the football if they're on the football team. It's just, we could be here all day on that, folks. And we won't. We'll move right along. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, you know, everyone acknowledges they, they fudged up. Whoops, we made mistakes. That's another thing you do on TV. You learn from your mistakes. Um, and they're going to, Tell building the truth, and then we smash cut to them lying more. Really um, good. And it's also, I just, because watching this over right now, this is the next day. We didn't go and tell them after the max. We actually waited no. the next day because these are different clothes that were, uh, you know, this is different from the clothes that were on under our coveralls. Yeah. Yeah, they slept on it. They, slept they had a whole it. night to reconsider telling the truth. <laughs> Realized they better lie instead. Um. And, uh, you know, a little deus ex machina here, just walking into auto shop and everything is magically fixed. Belding can listen to his CDs. Thank God. Because of Eric. Because apparently Eric is like um, a god with cars. He, he was able to, to do unworldly things to this Miata and, you know, overnight. He's from New York. That's New Yorkers are good with yeah, their hands. What we do They're, over here. That's what they yeah. do over here. They, they they wear coveralls and flip the collar up because nothing says I'm from New York like a oh, flipped God. up collar. 
Did you notice I that as well? That voice, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it until right now, but that is that is egregious. <laughs> that is an egregious costume decision. Oh, Lord. Like a leather jacket. He might as well be wearing a leather jacket over the coveralls at that point. <laughs> it's like a that is Fonzie. what you're kind of Fonzie would do yeah. that. Oh my God. That is so funny. Yeah, well, you know, he's going he's going back to New York, I guess. Uh not before giving them their tapes. Again, he is just like blackmailing them with media we just don't use anymore. A little retro blackmail here. And suddenly he gives a shit about Jesse. <laughs> Take care of my sister. My sister. He like like they're the closest of siblings now. Also, Zach and Slater like are both like, hell yeah, he's gone. We got our tapes. Like they really don't give a shit about this guy. No, I we really like don't. That. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they no. really don't give a shit. <laughs> Which is so that. funny. They're just like it, 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 that reaction is what I had as well. But it, but also going into this next scene in Jesse's room, he's taking down the posters. He's moving back to New York. How quickly we all come. Uh, we, we rebound again using that word, but we 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 just yeah. all decide that no, we want him to stay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he, he for no reason. No. What happened? No. Like what? We you just all he did was was. I mean, he did really save your guys' ass, but only because he did the damage in the first place. Mm -hmm. He just undid a terrible thing he did. And so this kid, uh, I assume he's the same age as Jesse or possibly younger um, yeah. in a different grade. No, he would have to be in the same grade, right? I mean, it's, uh, he would have to be the same age because he's in the I same mean, classes as us and Screech. So let's just say he's in the same yeah. thing. But anyway, so he's 16, 17 maybe at yeah. the most, but he's moving back to New York. He's going to go live with his aunt. He can make these decisions, even though his stepmom and his father, I presume, moved out from New York. I don't know. It's so weird what Jesse's mom did. She got married on the East Coast, came back here. Eric, the stepbrother, decides to move back here, but now he's going back to New York, and he can make those decisions, and no one seems to care. Yeah, that's in that's in my notes as well. It's like when I was sixteen, I certainly didn't have the agency to move across the country back and forth, and to be like, you know what, this week I'm living in New York, <laughs> like. But Eric can do that, I guess. Maybe he's maybe he has some real dirt on his dad. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Eric's probably blackmailing the the rest of his family. He had no problem pulling these this shit with Jesse. This stuff, excuse me. I'll try to curse less for the kids. Um, yeah, here we go though. Eric listens to the Misfits and Motley Crew. Okay. Uh, here we go with the everyone coming in. This is some real say by the bell stuff of like. We all showed up in your bedroom in the last 90 seconds to make it all okay. Minus Kelly. Minus Kelly. Kelly is still heartbroken that her friends would be so mean to this guy that she is not speaking to anyone. Yeah, where is Kelly? I guess we'll never know. That makeup, too, is really an interest. Like, it doesn't look like a black guy. It looks almost, it like matches Eric's shirt. There's, okay. That's what I was talking about with your hand acting right there. You're making a face. It's when Lisa says, I would have never gone out with you. Mark Paul, please walk us through your choices here. <laughs> poor, poor choices. I don't know what that's about. Um, I ha Yeah, I have in my notes. I'm just mugging in the background. You generally don't want to do that. I'm going to give you a little acting note here, Dashiell, because I know you're asking for please. it. 
Um, Every day. If, you, if you're in the background, there's there's a fine line where you you have to do something, but you don't want to do too much where your your attention is brought to you instead of what's happening in the foreground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this should have you never you should have mm-hmm. never have noticed me. You should have kept your eye on on Lisa playing Lark this entire time because she's coming up with this. You know, she's she's exposing herself. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, me being me, I I took the attention and and uh, brought it on myself. And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm reacting to. It makes no sense. I guess I'm I'm proud of myself for the fact that she never would have gone out with with him if it wasn't for me. I think that's what I'm thinking there by that by that reaction. That's what I have too, but it's such a, she's really being sensitive or like she's really being like (laughs) honest and sincere and like vulnerable. And for you to be like, "Eh, what, like I'm I'm the reason for this. Me and my, it's like, it's a very funny choice. Yeah. You you clear frame. Slater's much quicker. He's like, I'm getting the hell out of this touching moment. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, it's in another universe. Lark and Eric could have, you know, excuse me, Lisa and Eric could have been an item or something. I don't know. He Wait, says he's sticking around Bayside. He's sticking around Bayside, yeah, but he's not. They're not going to be together. Like, what? Where did he go? Oh, I forgot. I Eric forgot go? that you. Uh, I forgot that you're new to this series, Mark Paul. Uh, we'll never see him again. Not what? one more again, ever. Is he mentioned ever? No, never. Jesse's brother never mentioned. Never. Uh, Jesse's, I guess it would be a little weird if Eric's at Jesse's dad's wedding. But yeah, no, it's, this was again, not to um, make everything about my dumb web series from many years ago now. Uh, I, this was a thing I latched onto very quickly. The, my fascination with this thing, Say by the Bell loved to do, which was introduce someone, say in clear language, hey, you're our new friend. You're going to be around. And then we never see him again. <laughs> Happens all the time. It'll only happen more from this point. Like we saw it with Denise Richards at the beach. She was very clearly like, I'm going to Bayside. I'll see you guys later. Nope. Now Eric's gone forever too. It's almost like the kiss of death in a scary movie. Like when someone says, I'll be right back, that thing. It's like if someone at Bayside is like, we're friends now. It's like, nope. <laughs> you're, not, you're going away forever. You're not friends forever. No, not friends. There can only be one Friends Forever group. We also get our third New York crime joke in two episodes. Sure, why not? Um, but yeah, that's that's the story of the Wicked Stepbrother, Mark Paul, parts one and two. We got through it. We did it. Our first two-parter won't be our last. There'll also be a wedding in Palm Springs and Christmas at the mall before this season's done. Uh, and that brings us to homework for next week. Next week's episode is the date auction sounds unethical oh yeah well (laughs) it's not in the ways that you think actually i mean i guess it kind of is date auctions are bad news anyways like that's not a good thing auctioning people historically not good folks uh yeah well we'll see you next week for that one (laughs) thank you thank you such a great way to end the show such a such a positive note thank you listeners for listening thank you mark paul for being here and we'll see you next week Zack to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malingone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. 
Marketing is led by Josefina Francis with PR by Hillary Shoof. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.